In this next episode, my guest and I go into a topic that I think uh, some listeners might find a bit sensitive. Um, so we discuss uh, the civil war that happened in Nigeria in the late 60s. And we discuss some of the causes, some of the effects and some of the situations that led to the civil war and just what it was like for people that had to live through uh, the chaos and the calamities surrounding the war. Everything was from the viewpoint of my guest um, who lived through um, the, the period and also lived in the areas that was most affected by the civil war in Nigeria. Um, I just thought before the actual introduction just to give you a bit of a heads up and some people might find it distressing or might find remembering, uh, th- uh, uh, I guess, the topic. Uh, quite sensitive so i thought to just let you know ahead of time but i find it quite fascinating especially because um what the podcast is about is my generation especially somebody like myself might have very little to no knowledge about what life was like living through the civil war that nigeria had in the 60s and so that's kind of uh, a lot of what we talk about in this conversation as well as my uh, guests sort of upbringing and the usual questions that we talk about so i hope you enjoyed this uh, episode as much as i did finding out all the things that I did so um yeah Welcome to the H to H podcast. So this podcast is a series of conversations that I was very fortunate to have with some very distinguished people. I grew up with a fascination for stories and for storytelling. I believe every life is a story. And I think some of the most interesting stories are told when the author is unaware. So my story is, I was born in Nigeria in the late 80s and I lived in Nigeria for a number of years. And growing up, I always had a curiosity. I always wanted to know what life was like in parts of Nigeria, in West Africa, and in fact in Africa as a whole. Uh, I wanted to know what things made up the culture before my time. I wanted to know what kind of music, what kind of fashion, what kind of arts, and what kind of uh, just different aspects of life, what things informed the culture that was before my time. So this podcast is a journey through the years, and I have absolutely enjoyed listening to the experience of all of my guests. My guest in this episode comes from a different part of the country that I was born in and the country that I grew up knowing. And as such, our experiences were wildly different. And that made for an interesting conversation with so much to learn and so many fantastic stories to share. And um, I hope you find these stories as fascinating as I did. With that being said, on with the podcast. (laughs) 
Thank you so much for being a part of this. Um, for the sake of those listening, uh, what is your name? My name is Valentine Uchenna Ezike. And uh, where were you? What year were you born? I was born in the year 1958, 19th of December. Oh, December, baby. Yeah. Do you remember how old your parents were when you were born? Ah, well, I think uh, my own father was around, uh, I can say, 24, 25 years old. Because uh, he married my mother earlier. Oh, what age, what age did they get married? Uh, well, that's what I was saying. My father got married to my mother. I think she would be around between 24, 25 years. He was that time. Then my mother was about 22 or 23 years old. Was that considered young for them at the time, or was it normal for many people to get married? Uh, well, uh, that was considered uh, a normal thing that time, you know. And uh, on my own side of Imo um, uh, State, where I come from, okay. you know, because uh, my own side, they believe in marrying early, having the, the children early so that they will be able to look after them when they get old. Right, right. So, but uh, from what I heard from my side, like uh, people from the other states, like Anambra, sometimes they get up to the age of 50, between 40 to 50 before they get married. Wow. So by the time their first child will be around 10 or they're already 50, 60, yeah, so which is not yeah, good. Yeah. So our people from Imo side, Imo State, they like to marry early. Like my father, Died about what year was that? About four years or five, five years ago. Wow! At the age of eighty-five. Wow! Wow! So, and I was already fifty-something years. Mm -hmm. I'm now sixty-one. Wow! You know? Wow! Is your mom still alive? No, she left before my father. Oh, okay, okay. She passed okay. before my father. How many siblings? How many children did your parents have? Uh, well, altogether, we were six, but one died about twelve years ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear. Yeah. Are you the, uh, what position are you? Are you the eldest or? You I'm the, the eldest. Oh, you're the eldest of six? Yes. Wow. So in, in, in my own country, in my own, say, tribe, the first son is always considered the, um, they say, I don't know how to say it in a proverb, they, like my father used to tell me that when the head shifts, like when they want to carry something, when the head shifts, then it comes to the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And that shoulder is me. Okay, so the first one, the first child of the first <laughs> yeah. one is considered. So you have to follow yeah. the footsteps of, mm. of your father because mm. when he goes, everything goes on you. Mm. Mm. You know, so you have to be like now. Nah, I'm the father of the family. Wow, wow. Yeah. And you've always had that responsibility going on. Yes, I have the responsibility. So I have to look after my siblings. Not that they can look after me. It depends, yeah, but. Yeah. I have this because since my father is gone now, mm. if they will look upon me not for not for money or everything, but for at least advice. Mm, mm. And um, even if they even if they are richer than me, mm. I will they will still respect me. It's a position to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and in my own Imo state where I come from, my tribe as a first son. Well, even if the father goes, my father goes. Everything belongs, everything that your father owns. Oh. They, there's a place, they, they, any place my father builds a house belongs, is, to, you. belongs to me. No one, we go, we no born has any right to take mm. it. Mm. Then, my uh, my mod, like my mother has a house. Mm. The last boy will take over the property of my, from my mother. Okay. 
So that's how it goes. The customs are very set. And <laughs> yes, every, although it depends. Everybody different. knows this. Yes. Know, know. Like, that, like that. Like now, if I passed on, anything I have will go to my son, John. Yeah. yeah. That's, they call it the ECOB. Okay. ECOB, that is the, I don't know how to say ECOB, OB, but I don't know how to say it in English. OB, that is... Son. No, OB, no, son is different. That is, OB is a, like a house. Okay. Yeah, OB, like now, if you have read things for apart before, children are shared, and others, you can see where Okonkwo displayed. Mm. You know, some of the things we are, those words is in English, but some of the things we are written in, in Igbo. Oh, wow. In a small letter to signify here, OB, they say, mention it in Igbo. Mm. Uh, they can also translate it in English, but they both wrote it in Igbo. So, OB is like where the father built where he's, he's supposed to be. Mm. He can hold that house, but he has the OB. Well, maybe if he likes, he can entertain his visitors there, break it off colonels or wine or other things. Mm. Yeah. So anytime I pass on, everything goes to, the, go to, uh, goes to your son. Do you remember your earliest memory? What's the first thing that you remember growing up as a child? Um, I still remember when I was, uh, when I entered the uh, primary school. That was before the Nigerian Civil War. Okay. So I still remember going for the first time in school, the primary school, they call it in Igbo language, that means with the, like, like kindergarten, you know. Okay, English. okay. Because we go there, we do nothing, that Akara, they, they say in Igbo, it's like when you go there, you only eat like Akara. Oh, okay, no, just, okay, okay. And that's where the name comes from. And the, I remember my friend always, she asked me, would you like to go to school in Igbo? I would say yes, but I believe, but I believe the first time I was taken to school, I was crying because mm. I, I believe that uh, I'm going to see different people, you know, you know, because you know, before we go, we have we live in a public house those okay, days, okay. like uh, face me, I face you, have a lot of right. company, you know. So you believe that you miss them because mm. you have you play with them always. Then for your first day in school, you are going to see different people again yeah. unless if you're able to have the heart to go then you start making friends then you'll be happy to go but the first day you'll be crying because <laughs> <laughs> you miss the people you're used yeah, to yeah, used to see. yeah, yeah. that's it yeah. yeah I still remember those days, yeah. Uh, yeah what year were you you referenced the civil war the Nigerian civil war is that something that's very fresh in your memory Was that yeah 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 I still remember because uh, before the Nigerian civil war I think I was about uh, I think it started in 1966 so I was about between 58 and I think about seven years or eight years old. Wow. Yes. Wow. But I, I remember vividly how uh, uh, things, you know, how it happened, you know, because um, we were living in a place that time on nature where I was born. So I still remember a group of elders that time, our parents talking, hearing that the people were being killed in the north and all those things. So uh, at the time, I still remember vividly when, Agui Yuronsi was killed. Wow. Yes, I remember the first um, the first coup done by Zogu. I still remember. You know, when we hear the not that I can but I remember yeah, the yeah, that saying it, saying you know. It, yeah. But I remember when Agui Yuronsi was killed. Hmm. When he was being like the like in the church, the burial ceremony and all those things, then very, I still remember that, yeah. Did things change very quickly from that yeah, point on? Yeah, from like, that what, point. What was, your, what, was your, if, what was your experience? At what point did it come to your immediate life? Sorry, say it again. Like, uh, like your experience within the Civil War, was it something like, how much of it do you remember? Like, how, how did it impact your life? 
Uh, well, uh, I must be honest with you. During that time when the war started, uh, we, we we have to move uh, from Onisha, from Onisha okay. to the village. Okay. Is that because literally the civil war made you move? Yes, because Onisha was not safe again because it was already uh, a battleground. Right, right. So it wasn't safe again. You know, people had to pack, you know, anything, anything they all leave, even those in the Libya shop. Wow. To the, to the, to the to village. The village. There, that time, there was not like, there was not like electricity. Mm. So I still remember that time my grandmother was there. You know, my grandfather was there. We went to the village. Literally, <laughs> so by five o'clock, it was five seats already dark. Wow. We would sleep like, very early, like, the, like where the chicken goes to bed. Wow. Because no light. Mm. All you hear is the sound of the things in the garden. Uh, I mean, the... <laughs> Crickets and that time, I must be honest with you, I was so afraid, you know, because darkness everywhere. Mm. You know, nothing like... Uh, so that time, we are using even lamp. You know what they call lamp? Uh, yeah, the, the one kerosene, the kerosene, kerosene is okay, but that time there was something they call in Igbo language obodimbo. You know the you know the palm you know the palm palm fruits. Yes, yes. You know when you match it, match it, you extract the oil. Mm. That five that uh, the thing the, when you extract it, that that's it that remains. Yeah, they put it in a stick. Oh, and they, the lights and light uh, the they put it in a stick and use the, that thing for the farm phone and mold it to a long thing like this. Yeah, then you can light it up. Wow, they become something to like a torch or like a, <laughs> it's going to be just that you go, go into flame, but yeah, yeah, burning slowly. Okay, burning slowly. So, I still remember again that what they would they would get it like a something like a bottle and put it, yeah, and be watching it. So, you have a long, you have the many. Wow. Yeah, because you can't afford kerosene, mm. those that have, mm. no, yeah, if anybody that can afford kerosene, that mm. means they are rich. Because <laughs> you have to put it in a lamp. Mm. So mm. lamp, and I remember during that civil war when my we came home, my father always asked me because with that time we had it, my father bought a lamp. Okay. A, a big one which can go into the parlor where he sits. So yeah. every evening before he comes back, I make sure I get the, the, the glove from the lamp. Right, right. Clean it. Yeah, you know, it always goes. Yeah, it gets dark. Dark, gets, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clean it. Make sure it's yeah. ready. The crescent, uh, crescent is there. Put yeah. it. Lamp, it, the, light it on. And, and lower it a bit. Yeah. So when he comes back, I, do, I go and put it in the parlor. <laughs> so it's right. always been my duty. Mm. Then again, going to the stream to fresh water. Mm. The, the local stream, mm. you know. Was this all as a result of living in the village because of the civil war? Yeah, the civil war. That right. was where I had my, because, you know, I, although you know, in each other time where I was born after the school, I remember you know, then but the civil war, yeah. I learned a lot. So is this primary school? You were about primary school age, right? When you moved back to the village? yes, I was in uh, elementary three. Okay. So when we moved, there wasn't like education during the Nigerian civil war. You know, literally we stopped school and when we went to the village, but again the. Um, there was a kind of um, community effort, you know, because that to time teach. to teach, you know. So people that ran all the way from other places, because other uh, neighboring um, towns, like states or whatever, they came safely to my own village. Olo, okay, what Olo, village? Olo is my town. Olo, okay. Olo, yeah. 
Nah, you no, know, Louis Nia over there. He's the capital of Imo State. Nah. Uri, I read. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. You lived through this, but I read in a in a novel by um, Chimamanda about Uweri and how it was the center of the civil war and how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though even though we referred during those were yeah. there were, it was only my state, my uh, town or law was the last place when wow. Juku left wow. to the airport. Wow. So the airport is in Olo. That okay. was the okay. Nigerian airport. Uh, uh, that was where Juku left uh, Ivory Coast. Wow, wow. Yes, I saw Juku living. You saw him? Yeah, in the Citron. <laughs> wow. Even I saw the film, the first Nigerian, you know, do you know Dick Tiger? No. Dick Tiger, the boxer. I, I, oh, oh, uh, the, the name sounds familiar. Uh, Dick Tiger. Yeah, Dick asked, Tiger. Sounds, the name yeah, sounds he, familiar. He was yeah. a middleweight champion. Yes, yes, yes. He, he fought one guy called James Fluma. He's also from, my, uh, from Olo. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Jim, uh, uh, Dick Tiger. He fought Jim. There's a guy called that Jim Fuma. And, and there was a big fight. They won there. a world title those days in the 60s. In the 60s. Wow. Yes, I still remember the fight. You know, that time, I saw the first television that came. The first television, it was a white thing in a box. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't see this, but my eyes are wide open because yeah. I've never heard. I've never heard. No, I saw the first television when it was, when it, oh, sorry, when it came. Yeah. So that time, they used to, Starts by so was it about six or seven in the evening? The transmission will start. Yeah, the transmission, yeah, about yeah. six o'clock. You know? Wow! So when he only that time, it will be making static noise, and then uh, that's it. And that time, maybe in the whole of this area, one person will have a television. So would everybody would gather. They would to, go uh, some will stand in the window, peeping, you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. So the first I still remember the first thing I saw in the television was a woman sewing. Oh, Only wow. and we are watching just to see something sewing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because that time I found out what happened to this. So, so I remember our landlord. Not our landlord that time. Then the other one, I remember that we have to go across the street, walk almost a mile to go and wow. watch the television. Wow. Nothing done but you see crowd. You just, know, just only watching, one. watching that's it. Television, television. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Anyway, so during the Nigerian Civil War, when we started school again, so we are, there wasn't like a, because of the air raids, like yeah, the plane yeah, bomb, yeah. bombing from the Nigerian side. Yeah. So we are forced to be in the bush. Wow. So I did my elementary three, three I think three or four in the bush. Wow. You know, so you, you had know, teachers in the bush. In the bush, we're in the bush. Because there's this long, you know, Iroko tree. Yes. You know, it used to be tall yes. and all that thing. It's a bush. So they cleared it. We have to be there. They put like bamboo things. We'll wow. be there studying. Wow. wow. Then they put something on the board, you know. That's how, so when the rain starts. How, you know, how old were you during all this? Uh, that time, was, I should be around that 10. But I remember wow. that I was, when the war ended in 1970, uh, just about 50 years now, they did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just now yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm 61. Yeah. So I, wow. when the war ended, so you, when the war can, ended, yeah, I, I was I should be at 10 and 11. Wow. And I remember all the bullets, bomb, wow. and all things that came, you know. So during that time, my father wanted to dig what they call bunker. Yes. You remember? Yeah, I remember. You know, oh, like, I remember reading about um, bunker. Yeah, bunker. Like, yeah. So when the flame comes, like bomb, we all we all go into the, the into, into the bunker. Wow. We have a like two ways. Yeah. So once it comes, good, 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 then, everybody, good, then our zinc house, yeah, that yeah. I know, really only people have zinc house, but those that have zinc house have to use palm fronds, palm, palm fronds to cover, to cover it. it so wow. that the, it will reflect from the, okay. uh, from the pylons. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 you know? I understand. Oh, yeah. no, it was, in fact, I'll tell you one thing. I won't advise anybody to go to war. <laughs> I won't tell you because we saw it. Mm. I saw it, my, mm. my brother. Mm. 
Although we were in a play, but one of those that ran from mm. all, left all they have, even some people, I remember those living with us that time, people yeah. from Monitor. Yeah. So they see, when we talk, when we go to school, because we all go to school, they see narrates how they were eating. Wow. And they have to leave everything they were eating on their house and, and, and left. Wow. I tell you one thing. I won't advise any, anything that cannot be done by dialogue. I think, mm. uh, I don't think, uh, fighting, is, uh, war is not good. Yeah. People lost their life. Yeah. They're brain yeah. winners yeah. those days. And I can imagine, I mean, uh, not to trivialize what you've just said, but like you had to then live with the effects of it. So you saw all the suffering it caused. Yeah, suffering. And I mean, being the age that you are now, you know people who also at that time went through the war, but then had to still live in a Nigeria post the war and integrate back into, you know, the same country with the rest of the people who the war was against. Yeah. Like past the civil war, how, what did that look like? How did you, how did you go back to a nation or go back to living in a nation, you know, uh, um, join together if you like uh, well uh, you know when the war ended i was there when it was when the bf surrendered mm. you know and i heard the announcement made by the nigerian head of state that time that no victor no vanquished mm. so no just like that you know what i mean so they wanted everybody to be together and uh, we on our own side were happy too because people saw a lot of suffering. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, people died of hunger, nothing like uh, salt to eat, mm. no bread. I told, I can tell you what, for three years I didn't see bread, even biscuits. For three years? <laughs> I think it's a joke. Wow. That's why when people now, all this, even the people now are talking about, even this now they're kind of talking about Biafra and all those things. Mm. I know, well, but... Uh, we can say fight to be a, uh, to get the independent state like of Biafra, but doing by fighting is not Wouldn't, advice. Yeah. Honestly, that's what mm. I would advise anybody because I, during those period, people lost their breadwinners and mm. the rest of them. Mm. Even, some people were even conscripted. Wow, so, you know what I mean? Conscription, yeah, yeah. possibly into the army. Yeah, yeah. And no training, just maybe one day training, go to the war, and they all died. Wow. So it's not a something. So anyway. Yeah, was I talking? How you how so you said even some uh, uh, Biafrans were happy to integrate because yeah, so because when of the, the war ended, so. when the war ended, and I remember elderly people that times and people singing "Happy Survivor," "Happy mm. Survivor" because "Happy Survival," "Happy Survivor." Wow! And there was a music made that time. Do you remember? Know, do you remember who? I was singing the music. I think either Celeste Nuku or one of the top people. He said, Umunem happy survival. Umunem wow. happy. So everybody were happy because mm. that I think that's what happy survival. So that guy used it in the music. In, that, in I still remember that music. Yeah. I can't see clearly that but I remember the music goes happy survival. Umunem say my brothers and sisters, happy survival. We give thanks to God in Igbo, you know, singing all those things. Yeah. So people were happy that it all ended that way and mm. uh People start to build a new life. Mm. Like uh, I remember in my own father's house that time, there was a house my father built those days as a maternity, but later left it. So that house served as a Biafran bank. Right. During so the war? After, uh, during then, that was should be after the war. Right. Because it served as a bank, because that was where Biafran money was, was changed to a Niger, Nigerian money. Okay, okay. So I remember that time, Awolowo was the finance minister. Mm. So that time, the Biafran money, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know how to say it. You know, it's like a different currency. It, like... it, 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 can, it, has, it can be in a bond like that, but it doesn't want anything. <laughs> anyway, 
<laughs> so at the end of the day, I think I say, if I remember, I still have some Biafran money. Wow. Family. Yes, I kept them. If you don't mind, I'd love to see I some honestly, before we leave. I think yeah. anytime I go to Nigeria, maybe yeah, I'll look so, for it. I have to be honest with you. I still yeah. have it. Anyway, that time, there was an announcement that, uh, oh, everybody should come and change the money because, mm. because you know. Back in, yeah. Yeah. But later, an announcement was made that even if you have to bring one million Biafran money, you'll be given one pound. Wow. Yes. Regardless so, of how much. Regardless of how much. That was how it, I remember wow. very well. Wow. So people started from the scratch. Wow. I must be honest with you. Mm. So, so this is your, were you, this is, the war has ended now. Are you then going to secondary school? Then when the war ended, then I think uh, I still have not finished when the war ended because I think I lost about a year. That okay. Was lucky. Yes, yeah. So then I think when the war ended, my father, people were afraid to move to the cities. You know? Yeah, of I, course, I, naturally. Yeah. yeah. So my father wanted to go to Lagos because the senior brother was in Lagos. He couldn't, he couldn't, he didn't come back during the war. He was there for three years. Wow. So my father was the only one training the children. Wow. But the family came. But he was in then Lagos. He, for him to come back, or it was blocked. Wow. So he stayed all the way in Lagos. For three years. For three years. So then, then I think uh, he joined the Jehovah Witness. So those were, right. uh, so when he came back, he, could, when he, he didn't know that even the war, war has ended because, you know, they're on the Nigerian side. Yeah, yeah. But people on the Nigerian side didn't witness what was happening. Yeah, they were all yeah, doing their yeah. things. Life, life as usual. As usual. Yeah. So even according to what, from what I heard from my uncle, he said that he didn't even know the war has ended. Wow. So he was just there. Wow. So it was my father's last brother that came up when the war ended, managed to come to Lagos. Wow. Because he knew where he was living. Yeah. And he went there and, and told him, and he started crying. He said, wow. I said the way he was hearing the story that everybody. Wow. That, that is dead. Wow. Then he came back. Mm. My grandmother, in the night, every, every time in the night, I'll be watching her. She'll wake up. She'll mm. be crying of, mm. of the sun. Mm. She'll be praying, you know, you know that kind of thing. Saying mm. that my grandmother, I know she, she was a pagan, but mm. um, I hear her always crying. My, my kid, you know, my, my, grand, my uncle, you still alive. That's the only one remembering my oh, father's wow. place. Okay. It's 90 years plus now. Wow. Yes. So I remember her saying, Michael, Michael. It's not Michael. Call him mm. Michael. Mm. That like <laughs> then we then we put a snuff. You know, I don't know the time anyway, but I know mm. that it stayed that she wake up and put snuff. Then you pray and do, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I've been watching her doing some incantations and you know that about them. And they, I still remember my grandmother at that time. There was a, an old woman in my village. Mm. So I don't know how to say it in English. It's a, it's a, I would say in the in English word now. I would say a kind of witchcraft. Right. Because right. That woman is an old lady woman, but there's something that she would do. Somebody will speak like now. Somebody will be speaking like my grandmother will be hearing the voice of her son from the woman. Wow. Oh, like a séance. Uh, I don't like know. A, uh, like a medium. A bit, thank you, yeah. maybe medium. Yeah, yeah. So my grandmother always goes, you know, to mm. know, to, to be, to make find sure, out, to find out like the son is alive. Right, right. <laughs> so, as wow. a small boy, I still remember, like, I'm, not that I'm sure I'm telling you that, but I still remember. But you remember seeing it, uh, When yeah. there is, when she, because I would, I would live with her. She would wow. go to that woman. Mm. We'll be back with more from this conversation. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, why don't you share it with a friend? Why don't you spread the word? 
send us some feedback. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at h to h Podcast. Even when I'm if you'd like to listen to my music, the website is middaysmusic.com for all things Middays Music. That's M I D E S M U S I C.com. To the podcast. Let's uh, to move the story forward a bit now. So yeah. your your um the war is over. You're back in. Did you yeah. move back to the city? Did you? Yeah, move back yeah. To- that's what that, that's where I'm coming now. So my father didn't move move didn't move at all. But at, at last, when he moved, he went straight to Enugu. Okay. Then he was Enugu. He left us behind in the, in, in the um, village. Okay. So when he went to Enugu, then I think he got a shop. You know, you know, most of the buildings we are down, mm. you know. But he was able to get a shop then. Then when he came back, he decided to go take me along with him. Okay. Then and the boy he got a boy that would help him, you know, when he's selling something yeah. you know, selling something in the shop. Then I went with my father. At that time we were literally sitting sleeping in the shop. Wow. Yes. So shop working there we're, and living there. Living yeah. there. Yeah. So right. we have to use like a cut something to demarcate where my father was selling. Yeah. yeah. Then that time, I still remember that time, no, my father doesn't know how to cook, you know, mm-hmm. but the boy don't even know that. So that time, I remember we eating only stew, a kind of stew. Yeah. Stew, stew with, <laughs> so nothing like a goosey soup or whatever, <laughs> not to make. I still remember, then my father managed to put me in a school that time called mm. Santa Maria. So I was lucky. I, w- I went to primary five. Oh, okay. That's where you, that's where uh, you so came back into the system. When I came, uh, so... Yeah. Uh, so, but I know that people I school with those time they are saying primary four, but I was lucky to be coming back I, into primary five. five yeah. But uh, when I came, it was so strange because, because the school I went, I must be honest with you, but my father didn't go to school, mm. you know. But though, when I came into the school that time, Santa Maria Enugu, okay, there are those people. Those time people I was with their father, you know, we are up mm. in a way. Like mm. uh, I, had, I had a friend that time. The father was almost a police commissioner. Wow. Then there was a guy, there was one uh, author. Let me remember his name. Oh, no. Cipro Lequency. I don't know if you don't, you don't no, know this author. No. Even this man, I think by that time he should be older than Tuna Shebe. Wow. He, he wrote a book called The Passport of Malam Ilya. Cipro Lequency. The son was in, in my school with us. Wow. To wow. tell you. The level of the school, yeah. So yeah, yeah. for me, I kept my my was a former, you know. So that time they come to school, take them with the car to home, yeah, yeah. Then, so, but I, then I, for me, I miss my my mother, my mm. other sibling because mm. I was alone with my father. Mm. You know? So even that time, for my father to be free, so he used to have a friend, a barrister. That time he used to work in a bank, and he was living in a posh area, mm. so from my hometown. So to. Sometimes he would take me. The, the, the wife used to teach in the school. Sometimes, right, right, so right. Sometimes 
he would take me along to their place. And you then know? you stay there. Yeah, I would stay there, yeah, you know. Yeah. But for me, I, don't, I know the place is better than my place, but still, I don't like it. <laughs> I like to be in that local area, play yeah, with yeah. my, play with the... <laughs> wow, wow. So, anyway, that was how we settled. Then after some time, my mother and my siblings came. came to join. Okay, came to join. But after some time, things were not moving well. Then my father had to move us back to move my parents back to the village. Okay. But left then, you left you and then left them had to find somebody to put me on because I was about to go into the secondary school. Ah, so right. I have to finish my primary school. You know? So I was taken to my friend uh, my father's friend. I was there for one year when I finished my primary then I, we were the first people that took what they call common entrance examination. Oh wow. I was among the first people. That, took on, the exam. that was in 1972. Wow. You know, formerly, you know, those those days, secondary schools, you go to, they all set up their own exams. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this was the first time that there was one exam one for exam. everybody. Right, right. So right. that time, so when you do a grade, so there's a grade from uh, 20, 18 to 36. Mm. 18 to 36, right. the grade. So if you get the so if you choose like almost all the top schools that time they have top schools in uh, in, in the east that time that that, that time used to be East Central State. Wow. Uh-huh. Not Imo State or yeah, yeah, that yeah. used to be Eastern East Central, Central State. Yeah. So that time Obabiaska was the administrator. Obabiaska, mm. you know, he was the administrator of East Central State. And then after after uh, secondary school like this was Santa Maria. You, Santa Maria was the primary school. Yeah. And then you, what's the secondary school that you went to in Enugu? So when we did the common examination, then I chose the top school because I was always eager to be go to a school called CKC on CIC Enugu, and the government college. You know, all those right? The good top schools. schools. Yeah. Uh, so, but my so my grade of twenty seven didn't allow me to go into that school. Right. But you know, that time in Nigeria, I don't know, some people, man, no man, or whatever. My father didn't know much about people. But the after the first day of the admission, people that had the 36, 31, 35, 30 were taken. Okay. But later on, my own set of 27, by that time, I've, I, I, my father came from Lagos, you know, to see me. I left the place where I was to mm. come for the admission, but I was waiting for them to call me. Mm. But they didn't call me. But by the time my father took me to start searching for that place for me, where they, they called people at 27. And then you were not there. So, but I don't wait to end it anyway. When after some time, they said there was a lot of my practices. Right. And they canceled the whole thing. Right. Wow. So that's how I got into Uwa High School. Uwa High School. So what they did now, they made a kind of, um, I don't know whether it's ballot or whatever. They just, the government just decided. To publish everything in the, 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 the newspaper that I call it the Renaissance. Okay. Renaissance newspaper. So they publish. So when they publish, they say every child will have to go and look up your name. Right. To know the any school they posted you. Not the one you are chosen, but they just can anyone post that you, they post, post you to. Anyway, the Holy Center State. Wow. So that was how you I found got into, uh, into Ngwa High School, Abba. Wow. That was how I got to Abba. Wow. At that time, they call us French Fox, Foxes. <laughs> but we are the first. first. Okay. At that time, no light. Wow. So the people we met in the school, like the people in the class three or four, they were the people that went to Biafran War. So they wow. were still wow. with that uh, mentality. anger, mentality yeah. of war. Yeah. So anything, they can brutalize you. Wow. So wow. Anyway, anyway, the only luck I had was my father, when, I was, when my father brought me to school, I was lucky to meet one man, 
I mean, one of the, the was in class five that time, Chinkata Moses. It was my, I would say my Oga in a way. Right, right. But my father said, okay, take care of my your, son. His, yeah, then okay. give him something. So your mentor. He yeah, my mentor, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And I must tell you the truth, the guy really protected me because the guy was, uh, was the guy, was, the guy joke with him because <laughs> the guy really protected me. From a lot, yeah. From the people, from, you know, when you go into secondary school, People climb. I don't, it doesn't does happen now. People from class two will come and punish bully, you. Bully, bully you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people, even people from five or where we're watching because they know it's the routine. That's yeah, what you happens. have to go through it. Yeah, you have to go like, through it. Yeah, Everybody yeah, goes yeah, through it. Yeah, so yeah. They, they've done gone through it and they are and waiting for new people to come. To go and they, it. Yeah, to go through it. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to skip forward a few years now. Do you remember how you met your wife? Yeah, my wife, I, that was when I left Nigeria and I came to Germany. Okay. Yeah, that was where we met. You met in Germany? Yes. Oh, wow. Was that a, uh, was it, an, how did the attraction come about? How did you meet? Did you have mutual friends? Did you? Uh, well, uh, what happened was this. Uh, there was, um, although, you know, that time when we are going to abroad, people always say, oh, you're going to marry a white person or whatever, you know. But I promised my mother that I don't think I'll marry a white person, you know. But when we came that time in Germany, that was in 1989 when I came, you know, we always going to club, you know, just it was cool. As a young man, you know. As a young yeah. man, oh, yeah, we always yeah. going to club. Yeah. We struggled through, we struggled, though. not that people came and got things on the, you know, we had to start <laughs> for the scratch, mm, mm. you know. Then my wife, that's the mother of my children, mm. was supposed to come to me. Somebody, it's also, she was looking for a visa, somebody, Say, oh, you know, so her friend, yeah. they all went to catering school together. Oh, he said, okay, I'm going to Germany to meet my husband. The friend told her I'm going to Germany. Then he said, okay. And, and the, that her friend was coming to, the husband came to me when I was in Germany. Right. Then he said, he's coming to me. Then he gave my wife my number. Ah. But that time, it's a land, it was a landline, you know, right. mobile phone. Right. Yeah. So then, I, then she came, the, the lady came. I... Then he said he gave a lady my number, mm. you know. So that time I was a, a handsome young guy, <laughs> you know. So where I was living, a lot of uh, people from Yoruba, right, uh, right, uh, living there, Congo. That time Zaire. Then, then so the lady came when he saw the way the, way the ladies were crowding on me. Yeah, he said, "No, I have a friend. You have to marry." Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, and that's how he introduced you that's to what's her. Wow. That was why he said he gave the lady my uh, my landline number that every time she's coming to Germany. Wow. But wow. when my wife came, we went to get meet because she was a twin. She has oh, a twin. Okay. The twin is already in Germany. So, oh, okay. But she didn't come to me. When she came, she said she was calling my number. Because at that time I used to go a lot to Holland. Right, right. You know, I have uh, friends in Holland who left Germany and went to Holland. You know, that time we're all looking for survival mm. to get this uh, document, mm. you know. You know, if you're not careful, after the expiration of your asylum, they will take, take you. Wow. You know, wow. But we all lied. Mm. So, <laughs> but we are all refugees, mm. you know. So anyway, we all survived it anyway. Then that's it. That's how I met my wife. She came to me later on. Oh, time. okay. Yeah. You were ready. Were you ready to be a father at the time you became yes, a father? Yes, yes, I was ready. I was ready because I, I have to be honest with you, by that time, I've always been, I said I have to live up to the promise I made to my parents. Mm. I didn't want to go and marry the whites. Mm. I had some opportunities, but mm. I wasn't, you know, I'm not the one, the outing type. Mm. But sometimes my friend would come to me in my room and wake me up, say, ah, let's go to Barracuda. Let's go to, um, that time we used to mix a lot with the American 
American, that time the Americans were still, that when I came to Germany, it was still West Germany. Wow. Oh, wow. It yes, was, of I course, was of there, course. I was yeah. there, the Berlin Wall fell. Wow. Before it became Germany. But wow. that time when I came, it was West Germany. Wow. You know? You, in a way, you've lived through two civil wars in two different nations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was there, the Berlin Wall fell. Wow. You know? Wow. So that time we all go. So that time there were a lot of Americans in the in mm. the Germany. Mm. So when we see when the Germans, the natives see, or when we go to the club, they won't yeah. know Where the difference. You, mm, you know mm. that time uh, we all trying to imitate the American because <laughs> we know we are from a no deep class people, but we try. <laughs> but to if fuck, you mimic the Americans, uh, yeah, that yeah, raises you, you, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, during that time, that time there was a dance. That time this uh, MC Hammer. Oh, okay, was that the music of the time? Was that MC, the, yeah, that was the music yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we are all pulling this pulling weights <laughs> with them. Did you have an afro as well? Did you have the? Ah, see, see, did you be there? <laughs> look at me there. So there's a picture there, on the wall with him. There's no way you see, you see me. You say I'm not an American that time because I dressed heavily that time with the MC Hammer trousers, uh, with, with everything, the, the, you know. <laughs> so all this is just to attract to get the. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, uh, lady you want to marry. Mm. So my friend used to. I said that. I said no. So by the time I went to Holland, mm. I stopped going to club. I told my friends, "This is where I'm gonna live." Mm. But there, I saw a lot of blasts mm. from the Kurusa and whatever. Then that's how that's how that episode I, went. Went. You know? And then so now now you're uh, your father. Uh, how was? Was it tough making the decision to move from Germany? Because now, obviously, we're in the UK and you've lived in the UK for some years. Was it was it a tough decision to make to bring yeah, your family from Germany? Yeah, it Germany? was a tough decision. Mm. It was a tough one anyway. But I said I have to brace it because I, I remember the way my father moved mm. from during this, after the Civil War. Yeah. It was a tough decision. He came to Enugu. He couldn't make it. Still, he moved to Lagos mm. and he succeeded. Mm. So all those things were in my mind when you I was, you know, yeah, yeah. although it wasn't easy, mm. you know, leaving friends behind. Because I remember when we left this, they were all small. When we left Holland to come here, mm. you know, they still have friends and they mm. meet their friends. They didn't know we are coming here to stay. We, mm. we all told them we are coming for holidays. Yeah, yeah. After some time, <laughs> we are living in a quiet little village. Yeah, no yeah. noise, not. But when we came, we were living in a place called Boro that time. In the oh world. wow, Boro! And yeah. they were experienced. They said, "Dad, when are we going back? When are we going back?" You know. Yeah. So yeah. I really wanted them to be to speak English, mm. but there it was mm. Dutch. Mm. Mm. And uh, for me, I wasn't so good in language. Mm. You know. Can you speak? Could you could you speak Dutch or could you speak no, I um, German? I can I can still understand a little bit, but I, I'm not fluent, not fluent in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you the way the way your your um, father made an impression on you, and you know some of the way he was stays with you. Is that is that the kind of legacy you would want to leave for your children as yes, well? Yes, I always I've not heard the stories about how you know for them to to keep up. You know, know the certain things. I tell mm. the stories. You know, sometimes uh, uh, the, in the YouTube or whatever, I show them yeah. the masquerade. Oh, the, the village, festivals, yeah, yeah, festivals, yeah. yeah. And for that, they know, mm. you know. So I played them on, on here, here sometimes. In in your in your many years of living, what what are you most proud of? If one thing, or like, what what's one thing you could say that you're really proud of over the years that you've lived? Uh, well, I would say that I, I I'm proud that I have a, a family and a good family. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you have mm. any any regrets? The only regret I have now that I say cry, but I lost I lost my wife. You know. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. 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 Um, and finally, um, what's the one thing that you would like your children to remember you by, uh, by way of legacy? What's one thing that you would love for your children and grandchildren to remember you by? Uh, well, uh, I just wanted to remember me 
just, you know, I would say to play a father role, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, to their own children, mm -hmm. like the way I'm playing a father role to them, mm -hmm. trying to copy the good things mm -hmm. of life, not the bad things, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much for this conversation, yeah. sir. It means a lot. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh. Wow. 